It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back once again to the most watched show in junior hockey and also the most listened to audio version of the most watched show in junior hockey. And you keep thinking to yourself, man, these guys are giving out hot dog trophies. They're crisscrossing the country, handing out giant axes. They're making hybrid trophies out of a corn on the cob and a rocket ship. Well, it's all part of it. Don't ask me to explain it. Instead, you might want to ask another man to explain it. Because for some reason, this all makes sense to him and his brain. It's Dan K. Dan, welcome to the show. What's up, Lucas? I'm drinking out of my uh, my Coney Cup mug right now. We just got done giving Coach Kenny Miller his victorious glizzy bath, as the boys called it. That These guys are probably happy that we're going to be talking to you today, that they're not going to get a glizzy bath. <laughs> it was warm for the folks at home who don't understand. It wasn't just hot dogs dumped over Coach Miller's head. But I asked them to put just a little bit of water in so that I didn't just get pelted by hot dogs at center ice, whoever won. What happened was a bit of miscommunication. There was some warm water put into the hot dogs. So they bathed for about six and a half hours in a Gatorade tub, which I was just informed has made its way to the garbage can because I cannot get the <laughs> no. hot dog smell out of the Gatorade. <laughs> so, Lucas, oh, no. we did mess some things up there this weekend, but had a great time. And we're going to have some more fun coming up. This team, not just our presenting sponsor, but an organization that we've grown to love over the years here watching and and an organization that does it right. And it's why we work with them. It's why they work with us. And it is one of the best game day presentations on planet Earth, taking in a game in Pueblo, Colorado, the city street shutting down, the team store across the way, ready for you to make your purchases. You walk into the wooden rink, that old school hockey feel. You feel like like a like an episode of Slapshot's going to break out and they're going to reincarnate the series in the building. It's unmatched. It's unrivaled. And we've got Mr. Chris Wilhite and Mr. Tyler Toonberger, as we know him, Lucas. On the podcast today, I'll start with you, Tunes. How are we doing, man? Good, good. No, thanks for having us. Obviously, I uh, always enjoy getting a conversation with you guys and uh, really excited to build out that first trip to Pueblo and see what we can do this time. Now, Chris, I was saying hello to you as well. For the folks at home, Tunes is the one who has to put up with guys like us in the day-to-day. Chris just has to shake his head at us once we arrive on site and look at us and go, what are they doing now? How are we doing, Chris? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, now you guys brought it up first that uh, tunes, tunes. I still take it to heart that uh, you guys, you guys chose that guy over there. Well, you know, we there was a vote online, Lucas. Whoever won the vote online for most handsome coach on the bench, I thought it was Chris. I think Chris won the best. Chris, Chris did win, uh, which actually is a uh, is is a guaranteed entry. Uh, it's a sponsor exemption into our most handsome hockey coach tournament that we'll be having starting next year. Uh, that actually guarantees your entry for the next five years when you win that that online voting poll. It's like winning a major. Yeah, Chris, you might not want this award because <laughs> next year. So we had we had a competition between Brad Gaylord of the Carolina Junior Hurricanes and Justin Quenville of the Metro Jets on Instagram, most handsome coach battle. And both didn't know what we were doing when we snapped their picture. And then found out about it later when there was about 12,000 votes online. 
and it was a 51-49 split. Down to the wire, the voting went. Q took the win, but did want to drop the gloves of Lucas and I at the end of the day. He was not happy that he was put through that. But we thought, oh, it's over right there. Next thing you know, we've got about two dozen coaches in our DMs asking us why in the world were they not in the running for most handsome coach. We also had coach Jim Raymond of the Jersey Hitmen Premier and Elite ask us why there's not a senior circuit and said it's unfair to compete with the tunes <laughs> of the world, the Chris Will Heights of the world. It's unfair to have to be in that. He said, where's the senior section? So now we are going to have a 12-month calendar coming out next year with hockey's most handsome coaches, as well as the Dan K show. We're, we're going to have some fun with it. We're going to have Coach Jamie Lovell doing shirtless pull-ups from the Metro Jets. We're going to have we're going to have a couple guys out in the golf course together. You know, wearing the muscle tees. It's going to be a good look. So you guys don't might not want to volunteer for that, or maybe you do. Hey, I'd be looking forward to it. We could feature Tyler. <laughs> we'll put you guys. What we'll do? We'll get the whole Pueblo staff. We'll put you guys in like Colorado flannels with some rolled up jeans and like at a brewery on a mountainside. That's that's I think the look. Rugged. Rugged from the boys in Pueblo. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we'd have to get Jerry up there with the cowboy hat as well. Oh, Jerry! Yeah, Jerry can't miss. And let's talk about you know Jerry, Jerry, and yourselves here. This organization you guys have put together. We check in with you guys. We talked about it off the air, right? Kind of hitting that middle of the season funk that everyone goes through in junior, junior hockey. You kind of hit a little doldrum. You hit a little slow patch. You hit the the black ice in the winter, right? You kind of slip over it. Let's talk about where you guys are at. We're going to be coming out for that series with Utah. You've got Utah on the schedule. You've got Vernal down the stretch. Toons, let's start with you. What's the state of the locker room right now? How are the boys doing in Pueblo? Yeah, no, obviously uh, haven't been getting the end result that we want. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I think it's it's encouraging for us as a staff. We've been playing really well. I think, obviously, we've been in games in the third period. We've had the opportunity to win these ones. We're just letting them slip. Um, obviously for us, we're uh, a relatively young group. We do have some older players who have been around the block and they're, you know, sharing their opinions and, and getting things in order. So I think for us, it's, uh, um, you know, it's encouraging that you're still doing the right things. We're taking the right steps. Our habits are good. Again, it's little mistakes that are compounding. And I think those are very fixable. So at the end of the day, uh, it doesn't get any easier. The teams we're playing are very strong. That's why we're in the division. We are, that's why players come and play with us. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you got to get hot at the right time, and there's no better time to get hot than right now. Moving into playoffs and moving into these big games on the big stage, you know that's uh, as athletes you want to compete at the highest level. Um, you want to do everything you can to to win. Um, at the end of the day, there's certain steps we've taken to to getting those wins, and I think we're on the right track. So um, again, doesn't get any easier. We got big games. These are big division games, big out of division games. Um, you know, definitely getting the train in motion. That's for sure. Now, Chris, we look at you behind the bench here. We talk about this team sitting right now in a position where you're going to uh, you're going to get a home series in the first round of these mountain playoffs. Right. What how do you balance preparing for playoffs, knowing you're in it, knowing that it takes two series wins to get yourself to nationals in Utica, New York and balance kind of working with the boys now? Where, do, where does that work right now behind the bench? Kind of where's your head at on a day in day out basis? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for, for us specifically, it's keeping focused every day. You can't get too far ahead. Um, kind of with where we are with our schedule and the, the points and where we sit. Um, pretty much for this game on, it's it's all about us and what we're doing. Um, there, there's nothing that can really change. So if we can, you know, for us right now, we are battling through adversity. 
Um, to be honest with you, I'd have no better time. It's a little tough. You're heading into playoffs. That's not easy. So that's going to be hard. Um, if you can get through this time right now, battling through the day in, day out, you're, you're grinding through, right? You've just played four weekends in a row. You haven't had a break. You've been on the ice for how many days? It's a grind. And when you're getting to the end of the season, it doesn't really stop. So um, the learning that is coming throughout these two weeks, we do have a weekend off. So the learning that is coming, the recovery that is coming, um, it's a great setup for heading into the next two home weekends where you're not on the road. You get to have your consistent schedule. You get to wake up in your own bed, eat your meal, um, kind of do what you want to do every single day. And um, for us heading into playoffs, I'd rather, I'd rather do this than any other thing else. So for us, um, with the veterans that we do have with the mixture of the younger guys, it's a great learning tool. And it doesn't matter what time is the season it is beginning the end. There's always learning that comes with it. And, and the older guys are doing a good job right now of, um, keeping their mind right of it, the season's not over. You're not done. Um, clean up these next two weeks and head into the next two weekends and you'll be on the right track. Absolutely love it. We look at it. You're also not just balancing getting through the regular season, getting to the postseason, trying to win a national championship in Pueblo. You guys said NCDC on the horizon. We get more and more excited each week. I'm wearing an Ogden Raptors hat right now for those of you listening audio only. They're bringing us out to call a baseball game this summer. That's going to be exciting in minor league baseball. But we talk about these markets, you guys there with the beautiful new, the beautiful facility, the old school vibe and everything. You go to Ogden, the Olympic rings behind the net. They're bringing in 1800 for their big games. They, they, they auctioned off pictures of Lucas and I that were signed and were making money off of it. I don't know who's buying it. I didn't see my mom in attendance. I was looking around for, you know, but you got them. You've got Utah. I went and toured the new Utah facility. It's going to be coming soon for the outliers and the building, the $700 a night hotels across the way, the all indoor facility. Apparently I'm going to be able to play in a pickleball league and then go call a hockey game all in the same building carved into the mountains of Utah. That place is going to be unmatched and unrivaled. Yeah, I mean, this division, Idaho Falls, 4,000 a night. You guys might be seeing them in the first round of the postseason if the standings kind of hold where they're at. This NCDC division, where are you guys at? Who wants to start off building this thing? I mean, where are we sitting right now? And if I'm a player at home and I want to go play for Pueblo because I'm smart, what am I doing? Yeah, lots to uh, lots to unpack there. Obviously, for us, it's... Uh... Um, we're blessed. We play in some incredible facilities, including our own. Uh, when we go on the road, it's an atmosphere. You know, every single game is big. You, you look at kind of the way that we're rolling things right now. We play three game series, Friday, Friday Saturday, Sunday. Uh, next year, that'll just be Friday, Saturday. So those rivalries intensify that much more. Uh, the familiarity with different teams intensifies that much more. Um, and again, it's different year to year. Uh, you, you look at our division for the past three seasons. Um, those rivalries have been the same. They've been different. Uh, again, every single team wants to beat every single, you know, other team every single night. Um, you know, kind of where we're looking for next season. Obviously, uh, we have some staffing things that we've done. Uh, our scouting has been uh, a crucial, crucial piece. Um, we've always had, you know, good, good success recruiting and good, you know, success finding players we want. Um, not going to change at the next level. 
Obviously, the way we play is hard. We compete. Um, you know, we play fast. Our building is not large by any means. So you look at kind of the players that we've had in the past and, um, you know, kind of accommodating to our buildings. And then you go to Olympic ice. So kids who skate well, kids who can think the game. Um, we look at it from two lenses. We look at it from a, a computer speed and we look at it from a boot speed. Computer speed, how fast can you, you know, compute, break down the game, make your plays, run your system, stay within uh the means of what we need to do obviously boot speed is is foot speed um you know the intangibles of passing and shooting and skating uh at this level most everybody has that right so it's those two intangibles that we look for um obviously to come into our system that's relatively structured um well organized and professional so um it's not just the on ice portion we look for it's the off ice portion um you know a lot of the players that we've been looking into and having conversations are leaders leaders on their team leaders in their community um leaders in the school so again we look for well-rounded individuals for us we do a lot of community service work we're at about 2000 hours this this year um, as an organization for us, that's a really big piece of what we do and why we have this success within the game day operations, the fans, the support, billet families, things like that. So looking at, uh, you know, kind of where we are, we're tracking just well, um, you know, kind of uh, identifying those players within our league, within some of the other, you know, uh, midget, triple A, uh, 18-16s, European leagues, really just kind of finding and identifying players that we think can come in and, you know, make us competitive and, and vie for that championship. That uh, that mantra won't change, obviously, as we make the transition. Uh, we want to win. We want to win on and off the ice. We want to win, obviously, a national championship, but we want to develop well-rounded individuals at the same time. So, Lucas, I, I texted you to tell you you were next and you weren't paying attention. Why don't you, why don't you go next? Oh, I don't have my, uh, I don't keep my phone next to me. I don't like to get distracted during these interviews, Dan. I'm well, like, uh, how can you get distracted? You don't know if you want any work. And I ask I, all the questions. And then I don't, you, then you say, I ask all the questions and you go, well, he took all the good questions. But if I don't say, if I don't say, no, 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 you don't take all the good questions. You take all the easy questions. There's a huge difference there. Dan. I would, I would describe your interview style, Lucas, as a gargoyle in the afternoon. That's how I would describe <laughs> it. That, for the, for the folks who are listening, uh, uh, Chris Wilhite uh, absolutely nodded his head when I said that Dan took all the easy questions. I'm taking that as agreement. Let's talk before we get into some of the talk about commitments, which I know we wanted to get in with you guys. Um, and then the success in that realm that the team has had, let's talk about the kind of the city and the culture, right? Cause when you're recruiting, it's, it, it's not just about the team, the ownership group, the coaches, right? You're bringing these guys out there. You want them to be, in a, a positive culture, a culture that reinforces what they do. We know you guys get a bunch of fans. We, we've seen the sellout crowds. We were in attendance for a couple of them. But let's talk about this community of Pueblo. I mean, not just a community surrounding with, you know, with history, but also modern advancements. We were talking about a new, a new flight that opened up, right? Go, you can go from Denver airport now to Pueblo's airport. You can, you can kind of cut down on that travel a little bit. So let's talk about about the community, some of the sponsors you work with, and the town of Pueblo. Yeah, no, uh, obviously. So uh, there's the Denver Airport, Colorado Springs Airport, and then the Pueblo Airport. They've uh, um, had quite a few initiatives here over the last, you know, specifically two months in the new year here, uh, moving into the new year in early December, uh, getting different flights in. So you know, obviously, you have the drive down from Denver International, about two and a half, maybe three and a half hours, depending on traffic. The flight down from DIA to to Pueblo Airport is about thirty to forty five minutes, depending on the pilot you have. 
Uh, I hope they don't hear that because they're all really talented at what they do and way better than I'll ever be. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, jet streams and you guys are way more scientific with that. Um, but yeah, no, I think, uh, and again, you guys are coming out here when we play Utah, we'll do a military night that night. Um, for us, that's huge. Uh, we, uh, are in the midst right here in Pueblo of, you know, um, taking the title of most purple hearts for a community. Right now we have four. Uh, they've tracked it back. And again, I'm not a historian. I believe you guys are better at that than I am too. Uh, but at the same time, it's uh, um, they're vying for the opportunity to get a fifth Purple Heart. For us, that would be incredible. That's kind of what makes Pueblo so special. Um, you know, looking at uh, looking at the community as a whole, um, very hardworking, very uh, very adapted to what we do. Hockey's great. Uh, obviously, people get to run into each other, but it's growing. We see it within our youth program. We see it within different aspects of you know Southern Colorado athletics. People are adapting to what we do. Um, you know, and you guys are, are you know from the warm weather state of Florida, Dan. You see ball hockey kind of popping up, and you see that as something that uh, um, you know is on the horizon here in Southern Colorado. So we're moving along really well. Um, obviously, for us, and then some of the sponsors we work with, it's really across the map. I, I don't think there's an industry that we don't have. Uh, everything from railroad to coffee shops to bars to um, you know local businesses like trophy shops or uh, you know healthcare professionals, dentists. So I think for us, it's kind of a blanket approach and the support that we have. Uh, it might be a shorter list on who's not a fan of the Pueblo Bulls than who is. So um, we're, we have something pretty special here in Pueblo, that's for sure. And for folks who don't know, Lucas, before you ask your next question, the the Pueblo community and, and all of this NCDC West expansion, right? This is a different world. This isn't skating in front of five people on a on a Wednesday afternoon. This is you are a local legend. You're a local hero. Like Jake Murray, man. This guy's jersey in Ogden just a week, just a couple of weeks ago, auctioned for a thousand dollars mid-game, right? You are a local legend. Like the Pueblo Bulls have a team shop that is not within the rink. You don't walk in the rink to the team shop. It's its own standalone brick and mortar. This is a different marketplace than what you've seen. And you get an opportunity to drop a puck. And it's like Friday night lights, right? You've got the fans there. You've got the people behind you. You, You're both told when you're doing great and you're told when you're doing not great because the fan base cares about each and every drop of the puck, each and every bounce, each goal, each save. And it creates an opportunity for you to not just build your hockey playing acumen and develop yourself as a player, but in this fast growing, ever growing world of NILs, and and licensing deals for yourself and your likeness in the sport of hockey for guys that want to play high level division one you get to start building a personal brand and that's something not enough guys are thinking about that want to play ncaa division one hockey you can build a personal brand you can be something in pueblo in ogden in some of these markets that's different than what you can be elsewhere in the country that's what i'm excited to see that's the kind of stuff you're going to get to start working on as a young athlete and they're, they're just going to also develop you stellarly as well while you're doing it. As, as you just can't miss. Lucas, go ahead and ask your questions. I'm sorry I interjected. Yeah, I mean, well, part of that development, right, is is the treatment you you do get on the ice, right? And critically, I mean, the day-to-day experience, right? And for Chris, you know, the day-to-day experience at the, the Tier 3 Premier level can can vary from, from organization to organization. You guys heading to the NCDC to Tier 2 next year, what is that end, that that kind of day-to-day experience going to look like for a player in your organization, for someone who might be thinking about playing for the Bulls next season? 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, um, I'd like to say this is going to be completely different, all of this, but um, I'd like to say our mindset from when we started this five years ago, it, it's been the tier two mindset of when you come here, there's always an end goal of moving you on. We never really want a guy to come here and be here for four years and um, live at this level. There's always an end goal of making them better, bigger and better things. So um, for us, it was always trying to move guys on. So the day to day, it's a lot more intense. It's a lot more serious. It's a lot more dedication um, that the guys that are coming, um, there is a full career um, coming out of it. These are the most important years out of these guys. And um, it's a lot of growing, not just on the ice, but off the ice. So the recovery aspect, it's, it's not just come in and play hockey and, and your body will be fine. It's the learning of how to recover, the learning of nutrition every day, the learning of the mental side of the game on and off the ice. It's it's a lot different where these guys are going into something that is much harder. So um, as hard as these guys think these days are, the, the mental and the physical grind of day-to-day junior hockey, um, go add six hours of school to that. Go add a six-page paper to that. Go add a midterm to that. Um, and that's something that we on day-to-day process is getting these guys to understand that um, it's not just about hockey. It's what are you putting into it? What are you willing to give up to make sure you're doing the right thing? I mean, as as small as blocking shots with tennis balls or, or going off the ice and working that extra 20 minutes with footwork with, with the hoops. It's as simple as eating meals with your team over and over to understand what they like off the ice. What's their favorite color? What's the, What do they like where they get on the ice? They feel comfortable. It's not, oh, who is he? What does he like? Where does he like this pass? they kind of have an understanding of what they like and what they feel um, before they even touch the ice. So with our day to day with what we're going to, it is going to be a lot of younger guys. Um, so it's more on the off ice part where uh, making sure that they are doing the right things on the ice. These at this level, you're going to get the guys that work hard, that do the extra things that can pass, that can shoot, that can score. They can do that. Um, what are the little things? What are the little details that we're missing that we can get you into the USHL where we can get you committed NCAA division one? What are those little tiny things that you're missing that we can help implement into your game on and off the ice? And that's something I think off the ice that um, whether it's video, whether having our conversation with these guys, just to see how their day is going. Um, But I think with how young these guys are, there's going to be a lot of off ice day-to-day stuff that you're going to be worrying about. Yeah. And and if you look at so many times you hear from folks that apparently like college scouts and coaches can only get as far as like New Jersey before they turn in their carriage turns into a pumpkin and it can't roll anymore. Right. Like and and it's the the biggest load of whatever you want to call it PG that that I've ever heard. And like the people that tell you that you can't get recruited anywhere in the world in today's in today's universe. You know, televisions exist. Email exists. There's a thing called a fax machine that was invented apparently back in the late 1800s. Apparently, Abe Lincoln used a fax machine once. That's how old that thing is. So, like, there's there's an ability to recruit anywhere. And you like you look at it, the, the guys who tell you that they're the same people who would have told Galileo that the Earth was the center of the universe, the same people that would take their globe advice from Columbus. And we just 
as you guys look out there in the NCDC West, specifically in Pueblo, you talk about it's going to be a younger brand of athlete in this NCDC division. It's going to be guys who are trying to move on to the USHL. Some of these guys straight to NCAA Division One. What are some of the things you're working on in terms of pipelines, in terms of just getting ready for, for getting guys seen by scouts around the country? What kind of stuff are you guys doing out there? Yeah, great question. So obviously for us, uh, um, we've always tried to differentiate. We don't want to be the same as everybody else. We've always tried to take a different approach. Um, again, that might be doing something else somebody did just with our, our Pueblo flavor on it. Obviously for us this summer, we're going to have uh, three trial camps or recruitment camps. Within those, it's not going to be just show up and play, right? We're going to do different seminars. We're going to do fitness testing. We're going to do some off-ice mobility stuff. Um, again, I think for for one thing that Chris just touched on that I think is huge is you know having a conversation, right? Uh, having a conversation with somebody tells you so much more than you know the the texting conversations or the emails back and forth. Um, all of our recruitment here is is done through Zoom. Um, I think that's incredibly important. I can see you guys. You can see me. Uh, I am an energetic guy. I have passion with what I do. So if kids aren't able to see that, feel that, and I'm not able to feel that, that's going to be a big piece. Um, you know, in terms of uh, uh, creating pipelines, I think for us, it's just finding uh, finding the right fit. Again, it's not uh, going to the same person or the same spot to the same camp all the time. It's finding where we've had success and where we can build upon those. So uh, that changes every single year. That changes every single uh um, you know, opportunity we have, we evaluate, you know, after we attend certain things or talk with certain people on, you know, if that was valuable and we really do, you know, a lot of reflections. So um, I think, uh, again, for us, uh, we have people that we work with. We have obviously, you know, uh, an incredibly talented staff here in Colorado that's, you know, allowing us to take that next step and allowing us to to get on the right path and, and do what we need to do to obviously be competitive, but to take that step. So, you know, looking at, uh, character and, and compete and all those things that's great but at the end of the day you know the object is is to win games and, and to develop so then you talk about winning games developing i want to talk about playing for the pueblo bulls being a part of this first year ncdc program this tier two tuition free hockey in a beautiful place out west if i'm a player right now draft age players the 06s and 07s or maybe i'm a guy that that would need to tender with the pueblo bulls to get out there and play with you guys should I be getting in touch with you right now? What should I be doing? What are your guys' plans right now? How does this lead up all work leading into this new NCDC season with the draft coming up in April? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll touch on the first part here, just with getting in touch, um, reach out. Obviously for us, we have a recruitment forum. We have our camps that are coming out here. That's going to be the primary selection process for our players. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll let Chris, you know, kind of touch on obviously, uh, um, you know, his side of things with the coaching side. Yeah. I mean, for us, um, it, we only can see as much as we see, right? We have all the scouts in the world and do what they do, but for guys, there's always that one player in that one spot where you just don't get seen, or you don't think you're getting shots, reach out, do what you got to do to reach out to coaches, get your name out there, send videos, send your lead, do whatever you got to do just to get contact. Um, if you're sitting there doing nothing, it's uh, it's going to show and nothing's going to happen for you, right? If you want something to happen, go make it happen. Um, reach out, get your name out there, do whatever you got to do, contact whoever you got to contact. But um, for coaches specifically, me specifically, I like to see players that are hungry. For me, it shows that you have the passion, that you have the drive, that you're willing to do what it takes. Um, and for me, it's so small, but it's so big. 
um, that you're willing to get your name out there. And for part of juniors, right, that's a lot of things that you do is you go to schools, you read to kids in elementary schools, you go to dog parks, you go to do whatever you got to do to get yourself out there. Um, but to have those uncomfortable conversations and when you're 16, talking to a head coach, talking to a GM, you are going to be nervous, but it just shows that you are willing to put yourself out there and you're willing to try something new. And that goes a long way for me specifically. Now, Chris, you say you're looking for a player that's hungry. So like when Lucas and I came out to Pueblo and down six hot wings and polish it off with, with a local brewery beer and then a schooner and a slopper order, were we, is that the kind of guy you're looking for? Are we talking a different type of hunger? No, no, you're willing to give up your insides and really, really <laughs> put your health aside. So that's exactly what I'm looking for. The guys that are just willing to put, uh, put yourself all in. And that's exactly what you did. It's basically like walking pucks. That's what we did. We just, we blocked a bunch of pucks that day. Just a couple of blue collar guys just getting the job done. You know what I mean? Rolling, rolling uh, two people deep. We don't have four lines. <laughs> two yeah, no, I absolutely love it. I love the effort and I love the passion that you guys bring. So keep it up. Lucas, do you have anything for the guys before we get to the end of this thing here? Any more questions that I haven't uh, easily taken away from you? Well, you know, for a guy that makes fun of me for not answer, a- asking any questions, you have a real good habit of cutting me off right as I'm about to ask my next one. All right, guys, uh, so I got another one for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, no, the only the only thing I wanted to uh, to ask earlier was, I mean, we talked a little bit about commitments, right? You guys have talked, we talked about it off air. You guys have talked about it on air, right? That is kind of that's the goal, right? For players that want to go play, uh, go play college hockey, go play, you know, international or whatever hockey at the next level, your goal is to get them there. Right. So I, I just wanted to give you guys an opportunity to talk about, you know, some of the commitments you've had either this year, previous years, anything you wanted to highlight from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me specifically this year, um, the two that we have so far, um, Scott Bagarin and Alex Timmons for Framingham state. Um, one thing that always gets asked and younger players always ask is, do you want to go play college hockey? Yeah, yeah, I want to go play. What are you willing to give up? And those two specifically, if you look at their career and the path that they've taken, um, it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy for either one of them. They've earned everything they've had. Um, you see it. I mean, you see it behind the scenes because I'm here every day. Um, but the stuff and and the extra work that those guys are willing to put in every single day. I mean, we have a shooting shooting shop here in the back and um, every day you have Scott Begarin asking, Hey coach, can I come by for two to three hours and, and shoot right after work when he gets done at the rink? And it's just, these guys are willing to put in the extra work and it's not just practice for an hour, go home, sleep, go play game, go home, sleep. Um, it's what they're willing to sacrifice, what they're willing to give up for, for them to put themselves and give themselves this opportunity. But you can go down the list of the last five years and the guys that got into NCAA, ACHA, they're willing to sacrifice something to make sure that they have a career out of it, that they can play for the next four years, that they can earn this opportunity to go play college hockey. And that's what a lot of guys' dreams are, right? Is I want to play college hockey, but um, that dream is a lot of work. And for us, we, we want to, point out those little details of what are you willing to give up? Cause it's not easy. So are you willing to, willing to put up in, in the gym for that extra hour, that extra weight, that extra recovery time in that ice bath that is freezing and you know, you don't like it, but you got to do it. Um, the extra recovery time with the light, the extra recovery time off the ice, on the ice, whatever it may be, 
um, are you willing to do it? And then that's our biggest question. And guys is if you're willing to do it, if you're willing to sacrifice, you're already one step closer. And what we tell our guys is there's a lot of hockey players in the world and everybody wants to play college hockey. What makes you different? Come on. Can't beat that. Like, nice question, Lucas. That was a great answer. He made you look a little better than you really were there. But, you know, that was like, Lucas, you were the equivalent there to Muggsy Bogues alley-ooping, let's say, Michael Jordan, right? Like, yeah. I'm Scott Burrell. I've told you this before. I know who I am. (laughs) You may not want me here, but I'm going to show up. You know what? That, that's it. And, and that's that's what we keep. We, we keep battling here with great folks like the Pueblo Bulls. And if you want to learn more about the Pueblo Bulls, you can head to USPHL.com. You can check out the, the great article there about the new NCDC division. You can follow along with us as we get into the offseason here. We will have live draft coverage of the NCDC draft in those first few selections. We'll be talking to coaches throughout. We'll be talking to these guys about their picks, about what their hopes and aspirations are for year one in the NCDC. I'm telling you right now, for those of you who don't get it, this is the start to the end of Drop the Puck and Play, a war Lucas and I have been fighting for nearly a decade. The guys like this that put in the effort, that put in the work, the absolute beauties like Jerry Wilhite, who will dress up like Foghorn Leghorn solely to appease two crazy guys who give out hot dog trophies around the country. This is the start to the end of the things we don't love in junior hockey. This is these guys are helping pave the way, shine the light, that lighthouse at the edge of the water, leading us to the ocean of good hockey. NCDC West is going to change the game. It's going to be the go-to place. If you're not thinking about it right now, put it on your radar, reach out, get to those events, get seen by these coaches, and don't be afraid to reach out. We talk about it all the time with guys. Guys always ask, like, well, I mean, no one's reached out to me. Whether we hear it all the time with NCAA coaches where players go, well, who are you talking to? I oh, it's always my first question to a guy. I say, who are you talking to? He goes, well, no one's talking to me. Okay, well, they've got to recruit 10,000 players worldwide. You are one player locally where you are standing right now. Reach out. Don't be afraid. No coach. Chris, if I if I reached out to you as a young player, if maybe I don't fit your system, are you going to tell me to go buzz off and tell everyone else to never reach out to me again because I bothered you with an email? Are you going to probably talk to me? Absolutely. I'll have that conversation every day. <laughs> That's it, right? It's it's about having a conversation. It's about reaching out. Don't be afraid to bug a coach, whatever, whatever level of the game, and bug these guys, some of the best in the business. Lucas, your parting words, you, you don't have any, I'm sure. Do you have any today? Are you going to surprise us? Nothing? It looked like you got like a fraternity gathering to get back to. It looks like your frat's meeting up. Uh, you you look like you've got to go shoot like a 107 with your boys, and you're in a group of five in front of me on the golf course as I have to wait for seven hours for your group to finish. I'm just lining up my putts. You look like a guy who orders a Caesar salad, but then also a cheeseburger that's filled with cheese, like a Juicy Lucy and a salad because like I did, greens. I did have a Caesar salad last night uh, right before I had two slices of pizza. So you're actually not that far off. Not too bad. That is it. But no, gentlemen, let's get to our parting words here. We're going to be coming out. We're going to be there the 17th and the 18th in beautiful Pueblo, Colorado, our favorite place on the planet. We're going to be hanging out with fans. We're going to be calling a game Friday night. We're going to be bringing the energy. We might be eating hot wings again with Tristan and Mario and putting them through trouble. You've got a lot on the plate here. Big weekend coming up. 
Chris, let's start with you. Parting words for the Dan K Show this week. Yeah, uh, to be honest, guys, I just want to thank you guys again for uh, everything you guys do for us and uh, the USPHL. Um, without you guys, it's uh, a lot of teams, a lot of players wouldn't get seen. And what you guys do brings a lot of uh, excitement for this league and excitement for these players. And um, for us specifically, it doesn't go unnoticed. I thank you guys for everything you guys do. And we thank you guys. When you guys do it right, it makes it easy, right? It, it's hard to cover people who don't do this game right. You can do junior hockey right. You can do it wrong. And the Pueblo Bulls, man, just top of our list. Tunes, 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 tunes. Chris is also tunesing, but they are in the same office, so he cannot vocally tunes because tunes must tunes now. Your parting words, tunes. No, yeah, I won't. Uh, uh, you guys are already coming out here, so I don't think I need to to pump up the show anymore. But obviously, everything Chris said is uh, is spot on. No, I think obviously for us, we're extremely excited. We got a, a bunch of things that are you know really really bright in the future, uh, really really bright right now. So we got a lot of good things going for us here on the West, and we're we're happy to showcase that anytime we can. But uh, no, excited to have you guys come out. We got some big things in plan. You guys got some hot wings. We got some other things we won't tell you. No glizzy water, but we'll be all right. All right, that's fine. I do have a trophy to give you guys as well that we had made up for you guys that you can keep on the desk because these were our holiday follow challenge winners. 5,600 plus votes for the Pueblo Bulls fan base. They just wouldn't quit. Some of them to the point of cheating at the game and voting 75 million times <laughs> and making me recount and have to keep going back and going, no, you cannot vote again, Mr. Guerrero. That is enough vote. <laughs> pushing, pushing limits, right? We've never really been uh, good at following directions. We just uh, uh, we like to take it, uh, take it over by storm. So, no, we appreciate that. Obviously, our fans are incredible. Support's incredible. Uh, that's a big piece, right? You know, bringing uh, bringing the the league wide uh, opportunity here to Pueblo. That's huge. So, uh, just another reason why we got the best fans in junior hockey. And you proved it. That is a competition that proves who has the best fans in junior hockey. And the Pueblo Bulls won it overall. I got my parting word this week, and usually I had a quote uh, timed up. I had one ready to go. I'm changing that. This is the first ever time I'm going to requote requote a coach on this show. This is Chris Wilhite here. What are you willing to give up? That's a good question. And that's something I think all of our players, all of our families should be asking ourselves. We have to understand in life what level we want to rise to. Some of us are happy being that middle one in the room. Some of us are happy quieter in the debate, in the conversation. Some of us want to be a guiding light and a leader in a building full of people looking for a direction. Whatever we want to be, we have to understand what we're willing to give up to compete to get that. In hockey, it is a crowded marketplace. There is plenty of option out there. There is plenty of opportunity. Opportunity to be appeased and not get better. Opportunity to seek constructive criticism and make ourselves the best and develop into a better player, person, and athlete. That's what we need to ask. We need to ask ourselves, what are we willing to give up? I just finished one of David Goggin's books on tape. I had about, when you have 95 hours in the car, you listen to a lot of books on tape. Who's going to carry the boats he talks about, right? Who's going to lift that boat over their head? Who's going to be the guy that takes the toughest spot, the most weight, and leads the way? We got playoff time coming up, folks. We're two weeks away. We're two weeks away from postseason hockey. We're two weeks away from power rankings not mattering a thing anymore. We could rank you first, we could rank you last. You went out. You raise a cup at the end of this whole thing. Carry those boats. Look in that mirror and ask yourself, 
Am I going to be the best me I can be today? And every day after that, the Pueblo Bulls, they keep doing it. It's the end to drop the puck in play and the start of Bulls country, baby. Pueblo country. Let's ride. That's what it's all about here. Let's ride. Lucas feeling spicy. Dan K ready to go. Thank you to Remastered Sleep. 10% off at checkout. Ole Kolzig, NHL superstar netminder. A proud user now due to the Dan K show's visit to Ogden of the Remastered Sleep water bottle. His wife just wanted him to stop snoring. He might stop every puck, but he certainly couldn't stop snoring on his own. So he went to remasteredsleep.com, got his 10% off. Dan K show for 10% off at checkout. We've also got Selly Salt, two hockey moms sprinkling salt on your next meal. We've got GMU Sport. You can still get 50% off right now your next order, protein powder, pre-workout, whatever you need to get yourself in the shape with USPHL 050, 50% at checkout. How about Body Trick? Body-Trick.com. The penalty kill spray? Hockey smells, man. Take the stink out of your game with body-trick.com and none other than our presenting sponsor, the Pueblo Bulls on the show today. We'll be there in a week and a half. We will be there normally with bells on, with bulls on on this one. It's time. Pueblo country, we're coming for you. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.